You are listening to Friends Next Door. Door. Okay. Three, two, one. Door. 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 No, no, no. Three, two, one. Door. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Friends Next Door. This is Thomas. It's Dan. It's Mia. And it's Quan. Woo! <laughs> Done nicely, guys. <laughs> that was awesome. First try. Success. First try. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So t- today we're finally gonna go through our mailbag. It it takes a while because like to for uh, to collect all the mail and actually process it. Uh, but you know, just we, tell the we, truth, Thomas. We don't get enough mail, so we have to save it. <laughs> no, you know, the truth. We you know, get enough. It, it, it takes no, no, time no, to no, no. It. The truth. No, the truth is Thomas has like a UPS in his home and he like yeah. has to sort through all of it. Mm. He's got to open each one. Yep. It's a very manual process. Yeah. I actually yeah. love getting like real snail mail. Mails. Yes. What? Like yeah, what what do you get these days besides a Junk wedding mails? invitation? Yeah. Or like you I'm qualified not... for this credit. No, yeah. Mia, that's not that's junk mail. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's all no. I get. <laughs> But you no, no like, but Mia's point last, yeah. Mia's point is like you don't so we get junk mail all the time when you get actually right. something that's not a wedding oh. invitation. I mean a wedding invitation is nice too. But like if you get like a postcard or like yeah. a letter. So that's what so my nice. question is. When's the last time you got anything other than a wedding invitation or like a Christmas card? I right? oh we should do a podcast on this. Have you ever what have you like gotten a letter from somebody? No. <laughs> That I'm will so, go. So that will be done so quickly. <laughs> then I, then I would, I would, then I would agree with you because if I see done. mail, like yeah, I do get excited. Um, this episode is not about this, by the way, but this is just highly <laughs> interesting. Yeah, actually, the last time I got something where it wasn't a wedding invitation that I could tell right away because it's my friend's address, I'm like, oh, intrigued. What is this? What was it? I don't yeah. remember. What? <laughs> It clearly what? left an imprint on you. What was it? Let me, th- well, you guys go and let me think about it. Well, right. okay, I have a friend. Now we're going on a tangent, but what else? It's is fine. New? It's the mailbag episode. Yeah. Okay. So, so I have whole, a friend. Like our whole thing is our tangent. So go ahead. <laughs> so true. So one of my friends who loves traveling, right? She loves traveling, sometimes solo traveling too. She's a, she's a really fun person. But anyway, whenever she travels, she would buy a postcard from this that city and she would write herself like some notes and she would send a postcard back to her home oh that's so cool. that she has something oh, to wow. look forward to every time she oh, comes that's home cool. yeah that's like that very, very cute cool. uh, because i've wanted to do that for friends like mm. because instead of like buying a thing that mm. you then have to like make sure it doesn't break in your luggage or like whatever you buy like a local postcard and then mm-hmm. you send it to them. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's are a you nice guys, gesture. Are you guys the type of people? I think there's two types of people out there and we've all sent postcards. It's like the one that sends it and just writes two sentences. And then the one that writes a letter front and back and they actually run out <laughs> of space and they realize they could have just wrote a letter. And why did they do the postcard? Or an email because it's less tiring to write. Right. So not Kwan, Kwan, you, not you, I bet you're okay, the one that starts all, writing and it turns into an essay <laughs> on a postcard. They, they, they draw the arrow, turn right, they turn it over, and then they go turn it clockwise, and then they're right. That's you. Because <laughs> she ran out of space. First <laughs> of all, first of all, not all postcards have a front and back. 
but That's i am point. extra because i like write out my postcard letter like in a journal first and then i like write it out like onto the postcard it's actually kind of nice because then i like have like it as a as a memento for myself but then i don't run out of space and i don't guys, have to red, squeeze my words into the corner red flag guys she wow writes out, guys this is a red flag for any of you that was gonna write <laughs> kwan a nice note ask you know about if she was single or not just this is a red flag guys she writes out <laughs> she pre just... writes out her postcards yeah like now i'm wondering if, if kwan is a serial killer either that or just, i am just I mean, extremely prepared that's a little <laughs> too if you prepared. have a problem you come to me you come to me and wow. i will be prepared Whoa. that's true that's true she's going to pre-write her arguments yeah. with you in a journal <laughs> so yeah. that she can type it wow wait dan Incredible. there's a third person oh there's a third me. type of person i've actually oh, never sent is... a postcard oh okay <laughs> i mean that's i mean i could see that in this day and age you don't i mean it's it's kind of a relic of the past yeah you know i yeah. said hey i think i've said Yi, when Yi and i first started dating i think i sent her a postcard from a uh, sight glass in california which is a Aww. coffee shop for those of you that know. Wait, I've heard of that. Mia, Wait. I said it because you live in, y'all live in the Bay Area. So Are you how, talking about the coffee shop in like I, Campbell? Yeah. <laughs> yes. That, or what? in downtown Sight Like, all right, never mind. That's okay. <laughs> Anyway, what is this episode shop. about? All right. All right. <laughs> Mailbag. All right. So we got a couple. So I'm going to read through some of these. Some of them I uh, may have updated the wording, so it's not as uh, <coughs> controversial. Direct. Yes. But all right. <laughs> we're not, well, guys, we're not censoring. This is PG, and we don't like to stir up controversy. Yeah. We're, we're very you know. nice about things. We're very positive. All right. Let's go. Um, all right. Hi, friends. I know that I have always had a little bit of social anxiety, but quarantine has made things much worse. I barely even know how to properly greet people anymore. Uh, handshakes, hugs, high five, fist bump. Is just physical contact okay? Are they okay with it? If you were weird to ask, right? Um, and then it goes on. So yesterday I saw person A going for a handshake, but person B was like, nope, come here and hugged instead. I get that they knew one another, but I would not be bold enough to assume the other party would be okay with a hug when they were going in for a handshake. Am I overthinking this? And any experience with any of this or suggestions to make things dot 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 less awkward? Lol, thanks. Dude, this is real. Like, I yes. feel like this, a lot of people feel this, especially, I mean, imagine, I mean, the circumstance. We haven't seen people for a year, literally like a year, and then to see people again. Um, yeah. I'm actually, I never could empathize, honestly. <laughs> That sounds bad with like this with like high amounts of social anxiety. And now I am really understanding it because I think it's just a big change. And I actually don't think that it's weird to ask personally. I've been asked what number yeah. one, and I don't think it's weird. I've also like declared, like, especially in the beginning, like a little bit when it was still like, you were only seeing like one person at a time. It's right. like, I declared like, I'm only doing, I'm not doing hugs. <laughs> like that's literally what I said. Mm -hmm. And I think that as long as you don't linger on it and just be like, I'm not doing hugs, how are you? And you just move it along. Um, but I think it's totally understandable to feel this. Like yeah. I feel it for sure. Yeah. I met up with my coworkers recently uh, for like a happy hour thing. 
at at one of their places and like it was just the beginning of like greeting people and then when you're leaving like saying goodbyes like that was because there was a lot there were a lot of us and it was just like how do i do this again because like you know <laughs> like I've, I've seen dan i've seen mia like over over the past year and it's just like we're more we can be more casual about it right, right. but it's like like now there's like explicit greetings it's the and intermediate kind of deal. I definitely noticed like the intermediate realm. It's like your your clients or your workmates, uh, you know, people you're trying to that's establish. That's a great point. Yeah, like that's where it's weird because uh, in the past you would just shake their hand like the first time you meet somebody, mm -hmm. right? Um, or I mean, like I don't know. I haven't dated in like twelve years, but like let's <laughs> say you, you go on a date. I mean, I haven't dated anyone other than my significant other. Let's put it that way uh others or Aww, total of 50 you know, nine and then three <laughs> i would say like 14 years i haven't been on a real date um but like you know if you meet usually you, you see somebody you meet you know you're going on a date and the first inclination is like like a gentle hug like an awkward that first awkward hug and it's like that's weird now you know i don't know yeah I've always Go. given a, an awkward hug <laughs> even before <laughs> COVID, so I can't relate. Um, <laughs> but I think oh, just like, I think this is, I maybe sometimes for, for some people, it is a little harder to kind of take social cues, right? Because you got to watch out for the other person's body language sometimes, right? right. And you can kind of tell if they're uncomfortable, then maybe you don't go in for a hug, then you go in for a handshake. Um, if you don't want to be like too just like straightforward about things. So I guess that's also another layer to this question is how do you kind of watch out for social cues? I, so what's been working for me is like, I don't even think about it and I just don't do anything. Mm. And then whatever that person does, because I'm okay with anything except for like a stranger trying to like kiss me. I'm not okay with that. <laughs> but like if a stranger, not a stranger, you know, like an acquaintance. acquaintance That's so weird you, that you wouldn't be okay with that. <laughs> not okay with that. Oh my God. Although the other day, I got to tell you, this deranged woman <laughs> on the subway, as I sit down by myself and I don't know, I got to like look inside or something, see why this has happened. I'm on my phone. This woman, when the subway doors open, she flicks me in my head. No. And walks off. I didn't say what? a word to her. There was wow. no eye contact. I didn't even tell ye the story yet. It was so bizarre that I'm like, what just happened? And by the time I realized what happened, she was already off the subway. She was literally deranged. Oh, that's crazy. It was so weird. Anyways, yeah. uh, so don't so, do that to people. Yeah. But if, if so nowadays, like if, if I, so somebody would, if like, I don't do it, I go bye, And if somebody sticks out their hand, then I know they're okay with a handshake. So I shake their hand. Mm -hmm. If they come in with the hug, I don't care. I come, I, you know, if like, I know them a little better, if they come with the hug, I'll hug them. So I, my method is like, and also it's not conscious in my mind. Cause I'm just not that type of person to overly think what gestures mean and everything. So I, you know, I'm like, oh, hey, how you doing? And then if they stick out their hand or, or they, you know, all right, let me tell you what's the awkward thing right now. This is actually super awkward right now, right? It's either, you know how like we went from the handshake to the fist pump, fist bump, mm -hmm. you call like it. Like elbow bump. Okay, wait. So now it's the elbow bump, but okay, now I awkward. don't know if they want an elbow bump. So I've definitely fist punched people's elbows <laughs> so many times. <laughs> like, you know, because they'd be like, fit, elbow bump. And I'm like, fit, oops. Like, and it's like, what the 
How do I even? I don't even know, man. <laughs> but anyways, I I don't want to make too many jokes. I do think that people are experiencing this. And mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't really have that much good advice on this. Sorry. No, that I think we one. I think we are giving I actually good think, advice. Yeah, what you okay. what you said, Dan, I think is actually good advice. I think like if you don't to first just be neutral and like go off of the other person. I honestly think that's a very safe rule to be like, okay, let's see what they're comfortable with. And then I'll just follow their lead. But I think this person actually might be more worried about, for example, in like person A comes in for a handshake and yeah. they don't want one. Right. And then what do you mm-hmm. do as that person? Right. Do you like just like take it? Because yeah. I've had I've had examples mm-hmm. of my friends who have been like, he came in for a hug and I didn't want to, but I let him oh. do it anyway. Also, wait, wait. this happens pre-COVID as well. But that's but what I'm saying. I have been in those, <laughs> no, I've keep, been in those it, scenarios. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if somebody comes in, I think it's totally okay for you to be like, I think it's, I mean, it'll be awkward for a second. And then again, just be like, actually, I'm good. But I, it was so good to see you ended on a positive note, like turn it around. Right. It was so no, good to see you. Point. I really, really right. enjoyed this hangout. Um, and I hope we hang out again and then just be like, I'm good. I yeah, know have it's, your it's, spiel. it's awkward for like five seconds. It's awkward for five yeah. seconds. It will be, but I'm that person. If, if I, like I mean, that. I'm not, I, I think I'm getting more comfortable now, but like, yeah. I have been like, I'm not doing hugs. <laughs> But I would add in like, uh, sorry, it's not, it's really not you. I'm just not at that point yet. Maybe say something like, I'm not at that point yet. It's not you. Um, Please don't take this the wrong way. Yeah. I had, I had a great time. It was so good seeing you. I'm just not at that point yet, but it was, it was so great to see you. And I, I don't mean any offense. Yeah. So I'm not as, I'm not that good at picking up social cues either. So my two defaults are the fist bump right now. And then also like, the like instead of for like a a hug is like as like a full embrace i'll just go for like a side hug side hug. that's yeah. awkward dude is like, it i like, like giving side hugs no it's easy oh, it's man. casual it's I, casual I think either you go in for the like the side hug is weird guys like no like i'll, I'll go parallel in. No, 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 no. It's not parallel. Oh, it's like it, there's like a 45 degree angle to this. exactly. You're like just you're, not, you're, you're like just not like one fully. arm out. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, imagine yeah. I've never given somebody. Here, I'll, I'll do me, this like... with you next time. <laughs> um, but before before I also didn't like hugs. I'm not a huge physical contact person with with strangers. Um, like I'll do I'll do like a, I'll reach my hands around and then just like <laughs> tap them on the back just to oh, make dude. it awkward so that they know to never do that again. But that's just me. <laughs> But nice, yeah. nice. It's some nice signaling, Thomas. Nice yeah. signaling from Thomas. Being passive aggressive about it. We have a different topic for next time that Quant stumbled on because she said, person, people that try to hug her and she didn't want to hug them, that has nothing to do with COVID. You just didn't want to hug that person. <laughs> so it's like, that's like, that's like, you know, a different topic that we want to explore. I think it's like the, how to handle awkward situations. One is the guy that wants to hug me and I don't want any part of it. But now you have an excuse because it's COVID. That is true. Yes. Yes. That is true. Yes. All right. Yeah. So I would say don't, I think not doing anything like leading off of the other person or just like being okay with saying, like being like, I'm not, I'm good with this and have a little Mm -hmm. spiel and Mm -hmm. a little spiel prepared and you're going to be great. Is this acceptable? We all start walking around with signs saying what we're comfortable with. So like right when you meet someone, no. it's like, 
hi, I'm, it's like a name tag, but it's like to greet me, what's okay? Like fist, wave, hug, kiss, you know, <laughs> shoulder tap. I'm just kidding. That's ridiculous. Wait, this, this sounds like a this consent is, app. This is, that's what I'm saying. Like from now, <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're just at this point in society we, where this is all new for yeah. everyone. Yes. Or like, maybe that's something I think. Yeah. Yes. We have been so like behaviorally and emotionally stunted, I think, for yeah. the year that like we just got to get get back on the horse and like, yeah. you know, that's so true. learn to read it, learn to yeah. read yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and I, think, I think it's think important to remember if you're it. exactly. And if you're if you're like experiencing it, experiencing this, remember that other people are, too, because the whole world has never gone through something like this. So you're you're not alone. Maybe that's you should remember that, too. Yeah, like oh, another before... another piece of advice, perhaps. Mm -hmm. Another sorry, another piece of advice, perhaps. It's talk to people prior to COVID who oh. didn't like to hug people and tell them what to ask them what they do. True side hugs, Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> side hugs like or like back taps. You just don't want to make it <laughs> yeah. awkward for them. Make it awkward for them. That's the thing. Right. Like <laughs> throw it in their core. What I want to say earlier was like, yeah, it's like, it's like a global thing now, like COVID, right? It's like, it's yeah. like a similar experience that we all have. Like, remember years ago, um, there was that like BBC interview where this guy's kid suddenly dashed in on his interview call or something like that. It's like, that oh, yeah. was, and that That's made the an news, everyday right? thing right. now. And that, that happens to everyone now, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So it's just like, yeah, I, I just don't overthink it. I think that's the, that's the lesson. All right, moving on. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, for this one is, uh, I'm a Japanese woman born and raised in Japan, came over to the States to attend university and have stayed there for 15 years, consumed all America, uh, mainstream American media, blah, 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 blah. Um, the question I want to ask is why Hollywood always hires the kind of Asian actors that are, um, not attractive by Asian standards. As you may or may not know, we like sharp pronounced facial features with a high nose bridge deep set eyes with double eyelids on a small face, but most Asian actors in Hollywood have a flat pancake face with a flat nose and small eyes with single eyelids. Um, she goes on to name a couple actors and actresses. Um, it's really weird to me because I've been told, I've been told cute or attractive by a bunch of white men while I was never considered attractive by Japanese men. Um, like, is more of like do we all look the same or is it just like trying to fulfill some diversity uh quota like i suppose white people have a hard time telling us apart but or is it just like a different set of beauty standards for asian people um and yeah it's like more of like what we think about it and then i also want to add one thing that, so she we we did a follow-up with her as well and then she said which this i really appreciate one of the reasons i like your podcast is that you never get too nasty or mean-spirited that is true unless it's toward each, towards each other <laughs> uh, and then one thing that and then she adds another thing is uh one more thing to add when some asian people get a plastic surgery to turn their single eyelids to double ones or make their nose taller or thinner they're not trying to look white this is something western-born asians would accuse us of whenever the subject comes up and there's, there's more to it but i kind of like distilled it so yeah, this is, I think this is a really interesting topic. And I think there's like two parts to this, right? Like one is representation in Hollywood and then also like East versus West, like just different beauty standards, right? Um, yeah, it's like, yeah, what do you I guys think? think? There are 
there are definitely like some 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 shots fired here but i think the more interesting part <laughs> is around like clearly a standard of beauty that this person is used to and it being just different like right her noticing a difference from where from where she is now um i think that for i i thought about this a little bit where i think that a I was, I think there, check me on this. There are more like genres in terms of like, there's like more like comedy genres, I feel like in maybe the States, which I think isn't as prevalent in like Asian media. Wait, did you say but comedy? I could just be wrong. Do you think that, yeah, like, like more like comedic, like movies or comedic, because so what the point I'm trying to make is, is like, it's not always. I'm I I'm not trying to say like these people are ugly, but it's like they also bring a lot of other things to the table too. Mm -hmm. Man, that makes it sound like you're not you don't look good, but you are funny. <laughs> but like it's what I'm trying to say is like she's it's also like her question is just like why do they look this way? But it's like they also are just like really good at what they do mm -hmm. too. So I think that that is just missing. Like that's that's I think something that's missing in this question. I think that is a good point to be made because I think um, as somebody who watched a lot of K-dramas, um, definitely, you know, when they cast somebody or, or a lot of the actors and actresses over there, um, they also like put so much emphasis and importance on like their physical appearance. Um, and basically they have a certain standards that all of them are trying to achieve. And because it's it's a the society there is more monolithic compared to what we have over here. So as a result, they are looking at this certain set of beauty standards, right? Whereas over here, um, you, I think you see multiple beauty standards and there, that's where the discrepancy um, in this person who asked that question uh, comes in because she has a certain beauty standards that she's uh, usually, well, she's more exposed to. And then right. it's like in contrast to what she's seeing over here. So I think that's like one being like there's a higher emphasis on physical appearance when it comes to, you know, people you see on the screen over there versus here. Um, and then two, yeah, like what you said to, to your point earlier, I think people over here, they also care not so much well about about what's what they look like physically, um, but more so on their acting ability and like maybe some other like certain edge um that they bring to the character that they portray um so that's my take on this and not to like take jabs on like anybody but that's my explanation over like why we're seeing what we're seeing yeah dan do you want to give us some uh uh input on like the acting side or like how how casting works kind of yeah so basically um in other, I'm trying to not offend people when I talk sometimes. Yeah. I, think about <laughs> I know it. this topic can say, be dicey. So basically, um, remember we don't get too I, nasty or mean. I think I think that um, <laughs> in China and in East Asian countries, because I'm I'm only going to talk about China and the vicinity, like Korea and Japan. I don't know anything about India or other Asian countries, Middle East or whatever. Right? I'm only talking about me. I'm Chinese. A lot of my friends are Chinese who are asian they're from east asia um sorry but asia has a has a warped view of beauty because they make people think 
that the only attractive people are the ones you see on TV and you mistake that for being attractive. So you only see people in K-dramas, in Taiwan sitcoms, in Chinese sitcoms, pop stars. You will see the same person because, and everyone chases after that look and everyone's a culprit. So guys go after that look who live in, and women go after that look because they think that men want that look and they try to conform to what's on major media because they think that that's what's popular. In America, that's just not the case. Um, you're rewarded. Your popularity it has nothing to do with your outside appearance for the most part. Obviously, that's not completely true. You have Sports Illustrated. You have Victoria's Secret. You have uh, also here, you have an archetype and a prototype of what people think is beautiful. But fortunately, in America, and if you guys haven't heard about our America podcast, you should check it out last week. The beauty of being in America is that you literally have a taste. We call it a taste, right? You could like big girls, small girls, skinny girls, tall girls, black girls, white girls, yellow girls, brown girls, and no one would care. And the problem is in Asia, people care and your family cares. Mm. So again, it's warped. So I have family members who like, who have liked a, who are East Asian, Chinese, they're my family, uh, who have liked Filipino girls, let's say, but their fa- but their family members were like, no, nah, that's not cool because their their skin is darker and they don't look like East Asians because they look a little, they have a little Western features or something. Well, that's messed up because actually in America, no one would give a crap. And just me, guys, me, most people don't know. Before I met Yi, my taste was very curvy girls. I like bigger. I like girls on the bigger side. Uh, he is also- not on the bigger side, but <laughs> I, like, no one where are you going with this? About, but I'm saying before I met you, right? Okay. Or like I, I liked every kind of girl everywhere, whatever race, creed, I've, like any girl, you name it, because I actually liked. And people are gonna be like, "You're lying, Dan." No, you know, if you, you know, you can ask my friends. Like, if you had a great personality, I was into that. And you know, in America, people would say like, "Oh." Saying somebody that has a great personality means they're ugly. No, it means that you kind of see beyond just their physical features and anybody uh, could be attractive because attraction is not skin deep. And the problem with Asia is it is skin deep mm. because that, that's why literally like people go to Korea to get plastic surgery. South Korea, sorry, right? And but, I think, so it, you know what I mean? I think Anyways. also, I don't know if this is something that you guys notice as well, but um, like if you watch... Korean drama versus just like American drama. Um, I think Korean dramas want to create a certain like fantasy. Exactly. Um, whereas uh, dramas that you watch here in America, they're they're more like they're Serialized more inclined to like portray like realistic, yes. relatable it's, characters. It's, it's called it's like America has two types, right? Serialized and uh, procedural, right? Procedural is just like uh, CSI Miami. It's like it, but serialized is literally trying to paint an accurate pic, an, what uh, a mm-hmm. sort of version of reality. So the actors right. they use, yeah, doesn't matter what they no, they still have to fit. If it's a white family, they have to be white. They're not going to be like, here's an Asian person, but this the role is a white person. No, they're not going to do that. But amongst the people who audition for it, you should have the look somewhat, but it still comes down to your talent. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. There's just more talented actors in America, in Britain, and in Australia than there are in Asian countries. That's a fact because there's literally <laughs> schools like classically trained the method of acting they use today. Sorry to go into that. Well, nowadays they use method acting, but classical acting originated in, you know, in Europe. Right. So the height of that during Shakespearean times at the Globe Theater in 1413, 14, 1500, that method of acting, you know, still holds true today. So some of the best actors in the world are actually British from the UK or mm-hmm. from Australia because they share American actors are really good. But the character actors like not the stars, like the stars just play themselves. Tom Cruise plays himself. Brad Pitt plays himself. <laughs> That's true. Leonardo DiCaprio, I would say he's really good, but at the end of the day, he's still a version of himself. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's why they're mega stars. That's why you watch them. But, you know, the, the, some of the actors that this person mentioned, they're, they could be construed as character actors, but they also got it. And what I love about America is these character actors doesn't mean you're ugly. doesn't mean you're not attractive as a star actor. It just means that you need to people place more importance on portraying the character and bringing the text to life. And that's why American, that's why Hollywood is still at the forefront. Sorry. It is everybody in in the world watches Hollywood movies because it's so real and the stories they tell are so incredible and they can't do that without actual actors bringing the words to life. I've never watched a Korean drama or a Chinese drama where I was moved. I just go, Oh, that's cool. I mean, I have been moved like, like some of them I've been moved, right? But I think like, uh, what's the recent one, Mia, we're talking about? Uh, sandbox? Startup? Startup. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm like, you know what? There's some, there's some acting here that I thought was really good. But for the most part, you know, they just want to look. They want eye candy. Whereas in America, I, it's not all about Tell, even by the in in the way that think- they like have like, I feel like they have a certain filter, you know, like yeah. they apply filter to like in, in post-production to make them look more like bling bling, you know, so they're, they're not like real characters. Sorry, Kwan, go on. No, I was going to say like, I think it's like the entertainment industry is always going to like create like kind of what Dan was saying, there's a ser- there's a story. And so I think that in Asia, it's just like more similar. It's just like more it's it's more people it's a more homogenous group homogenous looking group of people and so i do think it's we have i think it should be called out that like media does affect america in like the beauty standards in in america as well Mm -hmm. but i think it's just different i think it's just different um so i think that's the reason it's just different it's just like the population is like super different um the and the industry is also different and so that's why i think that's the the thing is yes it does get into uh uh, this person brings it up and it's a great topic i'm glad they brought it up like in asia a lot of these movies don't do well over there because Mm -hmm. yeah because they don't find the same people attractive you know just like Mm -hmm. i'll tell you right now just like a lot of my friends they don't find K-pop girls attractive. They're too pale, mm-hmm. let's say, mm-hmm. right? Because they, because in America, if you're tanned, you're attractive. Correct. Right. If you're fit, like if you have a fit body, like you, you do a thousand squats and your butt is like, like strong and your thighs are boom. They like that. <laughs> oh, but in man. Asia, it's like, oh my gosh, you're so muscular. 
So it's just a different beauty standard. Yeah, it is different. Yeah. 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 I really think so. I remember my, this is a long time ago. I remember my friend, uh, he's Indian. And then I think we were talking about like uh, some girl he was saying, like we all thought she was very attractive. And then he was like, no, no, no. By Indian standards, this is nothing. And then, or this is like normal. We're like, what? And it's just like, yeah, it really, I think it really just boils down to, um, different standards that's all and, and and the other part this person brought up is yes like you are at a disadvantage if you do live in countries that value one type of look of course you're at a disadvantage because yeah. that's the culture and it shouldn't surprise anyone that yes if you took that person and plopped them into say america or maybe europe i don't know or australia or name latin another america. latin america even or canada of course, because the people that live there, they, they don't see the same things as you. So they might just see a gorgeous, darker skinned, curvaceous person who has a bright personality. Obviously, I'm naming like I know. Look, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. I know what East Asian beauty standards are. I mean, we, we yeah. did off the Great Wall for many years. You know, I actively speak out against, you know, conform like this sort of thing, because I think beauty it's not just in the eye of the beholder, but it is truly found in more than just surface level things. Truly. All right. And people, if people want to look at my For track real. record, I've, yeah. again, I've dated every type of girl. So I, I, the girls I preach. that Dan dated, please speak up. I, I practice what I preach, right? Dan's like and, crap. So, and, and so do my friends. Now, do we obviously like, I have a type, like I said, like I have a type, everybody has a type, you know, it's sorry. It's just not K-pop girls. Nothing wrong with K-pop girls. Most people in Asia, like East Asia, love that look, right? I just don't. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying one is better than the other. Just mm-hmm. that's that's not what I like. Yeah. You know? Uh, there's one last thing for this is like about um, getting like for like this this person mentioned like some Asian people getting plastic surgery for like okay. single eyelids to double eyelids or um, modifying their nose or whatever. Um, I think Mia, you had something. I remember you talking to me about this about like, like you mentioned getting this, your eyebrow. I no, 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 like, no, no, no. This is more of like trying to look more, more Western. Western. Yeah. Um, because this person doesn't think that they are doing it to to look um white, but I think they are, <laughs> and I think just that's that's my take on it. Yeah. Um, this person is basically saying that you know it it's. When they do it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they want to try to look white, um, but that's just because we want to look beautiful. But I think it goes back to like, where do their beauty standards come from sometimes? And I think their Hollywood movies definitely have a lot of influence over even their beauty standards. And so when they see <clears throat> when they see the eyes, right, like they have double crease and we're like taller nose bridge and whatnot. And so they're like, OK, that looks good. Right. And they want to they want to do it. But then, of course, the result, they're not going to look white. It's just like Asians with like double eyelids and and taller so, nose bridge. So the irony is some of the biggest stars in America in the past, say Lucy Liu. And now, like, say, Sandra Oh or whoever, they don't have double eyelids. They have single eyelids. Yeah. Am I wrong? It's like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we can't constantly. Again, Wu, just goes like not. To, yeah. Like not all Asians are. Yeah, you know, some are different standards. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So. All right, let's move on. All right, move so on. This one, but thanks this so is, much for the. Yeah, this was a great question. Very thought provoking. Yeah, we were we were deliberating on how to go over this because there were some hot takes in this that I really I appreciate it. <laughs> but anyways, uh, all right. So this one's more on the uh, relationship side of things. So I kind of 
I think I distilled to like, have you found your preferences of who you would allow to enter your selection zone to be closely matching your own background? Hold so, on. So, I, so I guess this selection is, zone. <laughs> so I, I guess this would be like to rephrase this would be like, do you like date or befriend people that are within your own like so like closer to your social social status or or something or like Wait, how you date carry yourself or date and befriend. Uh, it doesn't say. It doesn't specify. Okay. Let's say date or befriend. And are we talking like social like? status like economical or like anything like like interests or anything so this person has an example <laughs> like, <laughs> okay <laughs> um <clears throat> so oh i see there are examples saying, like wealth, so like wealth. <laughs> yeah yeah wealth okay yeah like social class because this person cited like how i carry myself and my past life experiences and hence I'm like maybe this person thinks that I come from like certain social class and so like do I look for another person that's that come from a similar background do you Mia <laughs> I don't really oh. see it as like I, I see why like I, I do look for somebody who I can relate to in terms of culture you know, because it just makes things easier sometimes. Um, but that is a good question. Wait, is the so to summarize the question is it? Do you often look for people who are of the same class and or race, ethnic creed as you? Is that I think what it more is? class? No, I think it's about like money. Okay. I think it's like okay. how much. Yeah. My understanding is like how much money they make, right? Yeah. Yeah, or or like behavior yeah. wise, right? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, that's weird. Well, for money, I do not. I don't think right. it's so I think you have so I think each person have it has a self-selection bias already built into themselves right mm -hmm. you usually because money is just tied to a lot of things in terms of like where you live and like where you go like it sounds bad but like I think there's a there's an a, like a fact to that it's like how much mm -hmm. you how much money you have it dictates like what restaurants you would go into right mm -hmm. it is also dictated by like your behavior right if you're a frugal person just because you're making a million dollars doesn't mean you're gonna go spend a lot of money maybe you're just more frugal and you 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 prefer to eat like more modestly but for me so I, I just want to acknowledge there's a self-selection bias already so but like it's not something I even think about but sometimes honestly, like you said there's of, there's already a self-selection bias built into what you do or like even your day-to-day -day, um, activities right if you come from a certain background your world is a lot of times limited to that, like what you said, the restaurants right. you go to, the, the people that you meet, um, even right. at school or like whatever. The activities you do yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So I don't <clears throat> know if it's like a matter of like you um, going out of your way to look for somebody who's who's not part of your quote unquote your world or you're like you're you're limiting your selection intentionally to like that pool of people, you know, because it's like. It's just like naturally you run into people from like certain background, depending on where you come from. Is that like, am I making sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, no, like that totally makes sense. If you, uh, like if, let's say for university, you're going to be 
you have at least that one commonality. Like you may not be all in the same class or whatever, but you have that same commonality of, of uh, let's see, of goals or whatnot, right? Um, or, or there's that the, the locality aspect as well of like that you can, you know, eat at the same places or go to the same clubs and things like that, right? So, I mean, I, I do think like me personally, I don't care what the other person makes money-wise or what social status they hold at all. Um, but I do think it's very important, uh, and I learned this lesson previous, is that exactly what maybe Quan was alluding to is that y'all better have the same money spending habits. All right. Snaps to so that. if you're if you are not a big spender or you're more about value or you're just stingy, they don't have to be stingy, but they better understand that about mm -hmm. you or problems will arise. And to an extent, they shouldn't, they should be stingy if you are, or they shouldn't, if you are, because that's going to create a rift. Like if you're just blowing money on certain things and they're like, dude, that's not cool. Well, yeah, that's going to cause problems down the road. Right. And it has nothing to do with how much money you actually make, you know, or like, let's say if you make a lot of money, I know couples and friends, one, you know, they make a lot of money, but the other person is just like super stingy. And the other person gets, you know, agitated all the time because they're like, listen, we can afford, I'm not asking to, for this. I just want slightly more than this and we can afford it. Well, can you imagine being together for years and years that 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 could create problems? Now, hmm. if you're if you're fine and you deal with them together and you compromise, compromise, guys, then it's fine. But if you are not the type to be able to compromise in that, then you should know it early on and figure that out. Yep. And maybe you shouldn't be together. Mm -hmm. Ooh, IMO. Ooh, true All right, that. Then. All right. <laughs> with that, then let's Do we have time end for on one more now. or no? No, no, no. Let's end on that note. We got to let you get to that haircut, you know. <laughs> bom, bom, bom. <laughs> it's important <laughs> business, okay? No, no, no. I'm not, right. not shaming you or anything. <laughs> you, you have an appointment you got to get to. All right. With then we can that, save more in mailbox for next time. Exactly. With that, yeah. that concludes today's mailbag. Um, I hope you appreciate our tangent that we went off in the beginning. Uh, but again, this is what you signed up for. So, can't. <laughs> so <laughs> true. If you, it, if you it, blame it. us on the review, don't do it. Actually, um, no. Tell us what you think of our answers, the answers that we gave, you know. Our hot takes. Exactly. Because right. some That's of right. them might not have what, well, might not have been what you expected, but we, we want to hear what you think. More than yes. one review. Yeah, yes. we definitely want to Please send in more mail. We love getting yeah. mail from folks. Yeah. All Thomas right. needs right. to organize it all, so bring, send it in for him. <laughs> Actual paper. <laughs> no paper. Um, no paper. All right, guys. I got to go get my hair cut. All right. Thank y'all. Thanks all for right. listening. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.